the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Um, today. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Good morning, everyone, and happy Halloween. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. Thanks, Mark, for that Halloween spooky music this morning. Well, you know, Carrie, you got to take that Hillary mask off. I won't be able to do the show. Yeah, with I, would, I wouldn't buy one of those. But um, anyway, <laughs> um, you're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420, and we're here to give you financial news or helpful information about issues that impact your financial life. And that's whether you're working and getting close to retirement or already in your retirement years. And certainly um, there's plenty of financial news and definitely issues that you can face. And it's about being proactive. Um, we've been doing the show for many number of years and it is sponsored by the estate planning team. And the estate planning team is a fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm. And what you think of as a traditional financial planner. We're not investment advisors. We're not attorneys. um, We're not CPAs. What we do is build these long-term conservative, realistic math, math models and projections so that people have objective and biased analysis when they're faced with financial decisions and using the tools and the opportunities that exist also understanding the tax code and understanding the different thresholds and by doing the analysis and having input in the experience and the expertise we help our clients get the most net benefit and use the opportunities to accomplish their financial goals as well as avoid potential problems and um, traps and actually, you know, um, I found a statement that I've had probably in my desk for 20 years. Um, and I thought it was good. It says planning sometimes can seem daunting with many decisions to be made and complicated matters to consider. However, the consequences of potentially of making potentially a wrong or incomplete decision are not nearly as great as the consequences that can result from doing nothing. It talks about the failure to plan can cause hardship, frustration, um, you know, by having a plan, you have a, 
a map or a road, you know, a pathway to know what steps you need to take. What do you do to pr- be pre- proactive? Because I know people are concerned about sometimes the market uncertainty, the volatility, you know, financial disruptors, spending. What if I lose my job? All these unknowns that can happen. And having a plan gives you peace of mind saying, I know what adjustments I need to do to make those long-term plans happen. Or how do I make sure that I'm on track? Right, exactly, Carrie. You know, we can talk about October scares, right? And what what what's keeping you up at night? What are you scared of? Are you scared of Halloween or other things to be scared of? So that's kind of our of our Halloween show today. Mm-hmm. That's going to be kind of the underlying theme. But yeah, it goes back to the concept of a lot of people say, "Well, why plan?" Because we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. But you could go back to a what, what a lot of times I talk about is you know we know all models are wrong. Right. All, you know, mm-hmm. but some are helpful. <laughs> and that goes back to a military. You know, you know, in other mm-hmm. words, the, all the generals and the, the great generals in the past military, they've always said, you know, any, any battle plan that they put together, right. it never goes exactly a, like according it. to plan. Right. But they would have, wouldn't have won any battles if they had no plan. But you don't go into battle without a plan and you also plan for those contingencies. Right. And if this, if then, if this happens, this is what we do. If they, cause they know there's going to be a lot of ifs. Right. Whether it's life or battles or anything else you're you're faced with, right? So building a financial plan is the same concept. We know it's not going to work exactly that way, but as life throws you a curveball, or as reality replaces an assumption that you had made in your plan, on the fly you know how to go in and adjust your plan accordingly. You're not. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're starting over again. Or for, for those who do not have a good written financial plan, a lot of times they're just making knee jerk reactions to whatever uh, you know external things are going yeah, on. Yeah, that was beyond their control to begin with, mm-hmm. right? And and they don't know exactly what the long term effect of this you know short term event is, but yet they make a re, they make a knee jerk reaction. Because they they have nothing else to go by. And sometimes that can cause you problems, more taxes, uh, missed opportunity. Um, but those are the things that we look at in, um, at the estate planning team. We're accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. We're also um, Super Service Award winger, win, winners of Angie's List for multiple years, for, for those of you who want to do some due diligence. But we've been around a long time helping people through the analysis, recommendations, and implementation. And I think even though our, we use these models, if we use conservative and realistic assumptions, a lot of times our clients are on track. The nice thing is, if depending on how can some of our clients want a, a realist or a very conservative plan, um based maybe on low growth rates because they want to know peace of mind that they're going to be okay or they want to model in market corrections in their plan or whatever that may be. And it's nice to say when we come back in maintenance saying, you know what, you're ahead of plan because we you, we were so conservative that you can have the comfort level and it, um, that you can spend more. You can do those things. And sometimes the planning process, it takes time, especially if people were not spenders. It can take years before they're finally comfortable. Oh, I'm ahead of plan. I'm ahead of plan. I'm at, to start really spending the things that they would like to do. But we help people, you know, know what's possible, what's not. And we offer a free consultation. Our process is much different than maybe what you're used to um, hearing out there. And again, we've been around a long time. We offer the free consultation by phone or in person. Um, we typically ask for information ahead of time. Um, if not, you're welcome to come in. We do have sample models that we can show. Um, but it's much more valuable if you provide us information ahead of time. We'll run some preliminary reports and show you, you know, possible opportunities. We talk about what you're concerned about. 
the free consultation, if you provide information, also identifies potential problems that you may not be aware of, potential opportunities you might not be aware of that could uh, could end up costing you, especially yeah. this time of year. We have people coming in, and what we're going to look at, are there year-end planning potential? We're gearing up for, or we've been in the middle already. We backed it up a little bit. Or the year-end planning. Um, should you be taking more from the Roth? Should you be contributing more to the company? Should you be maxing out the company retirement plan because you're going to go through a threshold that you weren't aware of? You know, should you max out and then do a spousal contribution to the IRA? Like if you have the available cash flow, health savings accounts, you know, Mm -hmm. people are, those are getting more popular today. And that's one of those things that you have until April 15th of the year following the calendar year to to fund your health savings account or like the IRAs tax. We have a lot of discussion right now with clients. Should they, they're planning on, you know, doing maybe they're trying to decide. Should they do an, uh, a traditional tax deductible IRA or should they do the Roth IRA? Um, you know, we also have to, a pension. People still have to make pension elections. Mm-hmm. You talk about making a wrong decision or not, or making, right. a, 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 you know, we, we always one? say just don't ask the, the, uh, the person who retired a month before you what they did because I don't know if that's what you want to do, right? You, we could talk about Social Security elections, right? You know, there are still strategies and there's still a lot of misconceptions and, you know, there's still a lot of, uh, you know, people on both sides of that, you know, should you start Social Security as soon as you can or should you wait till 70, you know, and, and when, which, you know, again, you don't ask your neighbor what they did because they might not be the same circumstances. You know, if you've never seen a professional, um, you know, Social Security analyzer, I'm not talking about one that you can go Google on the web, you know, mm-hmm. they, they ask you two questions and it gives you, you know, a three line answer. I'm talking about a professional one where you're playing what if games and you're understanding, you know, really it's the break even is dependent on different data deaths that you're projecting out. And you may ask the robot to sit, to run you three or four or five different scenarios so you can ferret out what makes more sense for you. These are the things that, it, you know, will help you make the right decision. And that's part, you know, that's only one example of the value of planning. Also, I want to mention Roth conversions. Remember the recharacterization or the do-over is gone for 2018. So you need to be very careful. It's a great opportunity for some people to make sure that you're getting some good analysis done. So those are things we can help you with. Again, whether you're getting closer to retirement or in retirement and creating the cash flow you need as tax efficiently as possible. You can call for a free consultation. We're not in the office now, but we can give you a call on Monday morning at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. You can also go to the website at financialfoodforthought.com. Sign up for the newsletters. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'll be um, working on the January planning classes. Um, you can sign up for the newsletter. You can contact us for a consultation as well. And I will have some year-end um, some um, incentives for people to come in on the website. So that's financialfoodforthought.com. Um, or call 440-239-2090. All right, listen to Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 33 years, and we do it one plan, one family at a time, and a lot of times, Carrie, those plans are when life does throw you a curveball or you get an October scare in the markets, or any other event that you, you know, wasn't going according to plan A. The fact is, do you have a plan R, you know, which we call, you know, the, the recession plan, the recovery plan, or the resuscitation plan, whatever you want to call it. You know, the idea that, you know, now do you have a, uh, are you running a plan that you take off the rose colored glasses and say, okay, what now? 
And a lot of times it's not, you know, by, by having a good detailed financial plan, it's not like uh, something economically hurts you or doesn't go according to plan, less, you know, a, a more negative outcome than what you were planning, right, Gary? Mm-hmm. That it's like, it, it, people think it's like a light switch. It's like, oh, I can never retire, or um, I can't retire in five years. It's not an or, all or nothing. Yeah, it's- or I, I can't do that $10,000 a year of travel, or $5,000 a year of travel, or I can't do the kitchen remodel, or I can't buy that new car, or I can't help my grandkids with college education, or I could go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But in reality, what, what, what a good financial model says is, okay, maybe, yeah, you have to make a, an adjustment. That doesn't mean you have to turn that whole thing off. In other words, okay, so what you want the robot to be able to do is say, okay, how much do I have to cut back on my discretionary spending? Or how much longer will I have to work? Six months? A year? Or can I go with an encore career? You know, I've got to get out of the rat race. I can't work 60 hours a week anymore. You know, I'm too old for that, right? But um, I don't have, I don't think I have enough to financially uh, have my lifestyle in retirement, so I'm looking for an encore career. Well, that's a great thing. You think you're the only one, baby boomer thinking along those lines these days? Um, um, but the idea is how big, how much of an encore career do you need? Can you go part time? Does that mean 20 hours a week? You know, can you, do you have to do that for one year? Do you have to do it for two years? When you, you know, that's what we want the robot helping us crunch the numbers. So you're not making a knee jerk reaction. You're making a decision based on getting a long term effect of this short term decision you're trying to make. Right. So this is our Halloween show, Carrie. So this is going to be a little bit, you know, out of the norms. And, okay. And, uh, you know, because we're going to talk about what scares you. All right. Um, Politicians. <laughs> <laughs> Politicians. Huh? And I'm so sick of the uh, ads already. Um, right. Well, we'll have our election show next week, Carrie. Right? Oh. Um, you know, because uh, it's, it's uh, one more week. Uh, you know, that we've got to, you know, come up with that. But, um, you know, so, I mean, October scares, right? I mean, the market, I mean, that's kind of scary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, October is not, this isn't the first October that we've had market. You know, I talked about, and, and again, if, if, if we talked about that last week, you know, you can always catch our shows on podcasts on, you know, WHK 1420, The Answer. You just go to their website and you click on the button local podcasting and you'll find our time slot you know we're on saturdays at nine and we have you know they've got a good history of shows there so you can kind of catch some of those things um but um you know ghost i don't know do ghosts scare you karen it depends it's a good um, ghost or a- i don't know we'll talk about ghosts but how you know what's going on with halloween well what scares me is how much we spend on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much the, the, what they're proje- you know projecting? I talked about this the Halloween candy uh, barometer. Do no. you know uh, we Americans we spend project to spend nine billion on Halloween candy. On Hall- well, on Halloween in general. Okay, costumes, parties, yeah. decorations, okay. and and remember the costumes have to be PC now. You know, no, no, no more of those you know sexy handmaid's costumes. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, well, yeah. You have to be really careful with costumes now. Nine billion. That's that's about eighty-seven bucks per every American. Do you spend eighty-six bucks no. per, per every person in your family? No. I'm nowhere near that. No, and I have two kids that still like like I mean, to well, go out t- and dress well, up. Well, if you take no. my personal candy consumption right. out, I'm nowhere near it. 
Um, but you know the but yeah, I mean, I don't. Who's spending nine billion? No. Um, it, you know, but um, so that that's kind of scary, right? Um, but what scares me more than that is, you know, I mean, if you compare that, do you know how much we spend on video games? This is scary. No. Seventy or no, thirty-six billion. Wow. On the video games. Yeah, they're not big in my house. Um, you know, and, and we're worried about you know saving enough for retirement, or you know, we're, you know, I mean, maybe we should be playing less. Now, if you're going to be a video game engineer, well, maybe. Maybe if a, you're in the fire movement, you don't buy video games, right? But Carrie, I'm glad to see you showed up for work Monday because I knew that meant, or I, I should say, on uh, Wednesday, right? Because yeah. I knew that you, you didn't min- win the mega. Right. Millions, right? The lottery winner, right? Mm-hmm. You played, of course. Oh, right? I did. I usually don't play the lottery, but. Well, it's scary how much Americans spend on lottery. Do you have any idea? I guess so. So we spend I've, nine I've billion it. on Halloween. We spend thirty-six billion on video games. How much do you think we spend on lottery? More than that. Yeah, a bit more than that. About seventy-three billion. Have you ever seen seventy-three like they- billion, Carrie? Not million. Now, have you ever 73 seen... 73 billion. I believe it. Have you seen this? T- I don't know, Mark, if you have this more, the statistics on at what you consider um, middle class spends on it versus wealthy versus what you consider low income spend on the breakdown is huge. I think, you know. Right. So, um, but, you know, so what scares you? Okay, ghosts. So ghosts scare you. You know, it's interesting. Um, Cleveland has a little connection or, you know, or the roots of spiritualism. So, you know, right. you remember what spiritualism is, Carrie? That's mm-hmm. what, that's when people first started, um, you know, seances right. and, and communicating with the dead, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's strong roots in Cleveland for that? Yeah, I thought so. Cause they have ghost tours, in, I thought, in Cleveland. Well, not so much that, but the actual movement. No. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a lot of haunting places, yeah. you know, Franklin Castle and some of the others. But no, I'm talking about the idea of spiritualism. You know, okay. it was in Europe, you know, centuries right. ago, right? But when when it's when it picked up in America, okay, okay you know, that's when the, you first had the people doing seances, and the, and they were serious about it, right? right? They're saying, you know, and people were really believing that they were mm-hmm. contacting their, their deceased relatives, right. right? And they were, you know, you know, right. and, and then they realized it was the seance guy who was, right? You know, it was all hoaxes and stuff like that, right? But you know, the rapping, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that was the. Um, they called it the rapping movement, right? Um, so it, it's interesting. In 1852, okay, the movement held its first gigantic convention in Cleveland, Cleveland Ohio. Huh. Okay. Um, and it petitioned the American Senate for scientific recognition. Okay. And actually, the plain dealer was in being published in 1852. And you can still get on the internet, you can still get the PD clippings huh. from the time. So, um, it, you know, following is the Cleveland plain dealers reporting on a three day spiritualist convention in Cleveland in February of 1852. All right. Um, spiritual notice. The spirits will hold a convention at Cleveland, Ohio on the 7th for the purpose of bringing together as near as possible the two worlds and to promote the cause and truth and wisdom. Friends of the cause are invited to attend. Hmm. So this was like the first big gathering where, you know, where people were saying, hey, this is a serious religious movement or political or whatever. So, um, so here's a little ad for you to whether you, this would make you come to the convention or not, Carrie, right? Okay. Um, 
What an odd assemblage this will be if none but spirits, the ethereal, disembodied, invisible authors of the wrappings, attend this convocation. It will matter very little where they meet, for a million of them could, of course, comfortably accommodate themselves in the cavity of a guy walnut shell. It'll cost them little for room and nothing at all for light, fuel, or stationary. It will be, it would be a folly for mere mortals to attend, for they could see nothing. Still, curiosity will doubtless be, be, uh, felt to hear the rappings. And so the spirits will probably have an audience for the fools, it is said, are not all dead yet. Hmm. All right. So, um, so I don't know, but I'm not really afraid of ghosts, Carrie. Um, Voodoo queens? Are you afraid of voodoo, voodoo I'm, queens? Um, I'm not messing with them. You know, um, <laughs> there's things I'm not sure about, nor do I have a. Well, you know, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about you know financial professionals following the fiduciary rule, right? Right. And you know, of course, state planning team were a fiduciary, right? Mm-hmm. And because you know the 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 Department of Labor's fiduciary rule was kind of yanked out by you know President when tr- President Trump got in. And, you know, so a lot of people say, you know, well, who can you trust and, and who can't you trust? And there's been a lot of Ponzi schemes right. in the past year, right? And, and, and we've had Ponzi schemes right here in Cleveland. You remember Joanne right. Schneider. Right. Do you remember Frank Goodadario? I know the name. Yeah. Right. He was even a bigger one, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and believe me, we have a lot of clients who, because of been our, burned? by Joanne Schneider, because we're in that neighborhood, our right. home office in Middleburg Heights, right? Um, and remember, Carrie, those clients, when they came to see us, they were scared. Oh, yeah. They were petrified. How trustworthy were they when they came in to see us? Not at all. About hiring financial professionals. Right. Because they had just lost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it was all done by friends and family, and it right. was all. Or me- they heard about this person was a great deal from. Right. And how long did it take them to get over their fear of working with professionals? Quite again? a long time. Some of them it might have been a decade, at least years for right. many of them. Right, because we've run into people that have finally come in that have been burnt in the past. And so, you know, one of the things that we're always afraid of are Ponzi schemers, you know, or people who are trying to rip you off. Now, one of the things we're big at the estate planning team is coordinated advisors. Mm -hmm. Because if you are working with coordinated advisors, chances of falling uh, to one of these Ponzi schemes is a lot less. Mm -hmm. Especially if your coordinated advisors are independent. Right? That's that. In other words, we've always firmly believed that having coordinated advisors, independent coordinated advisors working together on your plan will help you build a plan, including the, the less chances of you'll be subject to a Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. Or anything else. Now, are, do Ponzi schemes still go on today? Carrie? Absolutely. All right. So have you heard of Don Bennett? No. Okay. So um, one of the things is that if you're working coordinated advisors, if you come in with an fi- uh, investment advisor who uses voodoo, we're going to probably tell you don't work with them. Yeah, that's a fair assumption. <laughs> okay. So Don Bennett, a former financial advisor and radio host who allegedly used hoodoo magic to evade investigators, was found guilty of defrauding investors in a $20 million Ponzi scheme. She's, $20 million. She's going to jail. Oh, that's terrible. Okay. Um, she should go to jail. Terrible that she did okay. that. Okay. Um, and, you know... And she was, you know, uh, you know, FINRA finally, you know, after an on-site FINRA exam, um, you know, induced investors, you know, they, they, they realized that something was up, right? 
something wasn't on the really <laughs> okay shock um you know and and what she was doing you know Bennett enticed investors okay to invest in her apparel business okay um and she promised annual returns around fifteen percent sounds Fif- good promise yeah anybody okay right there anybody promises you returns should be concerned. Right. So, you know, coordinated advisors, that's, you know, and, and, and Ponzi scheme. So, you know, now, uh, of course, it, it, here's a, here's a good question to ask. So, so of course you can ask the question, you know, to your professional financial advisor, are you a fiduciary? Mm-hmm. But in this case, Carrie, they should have asked one more question. Okay. Okay. And they should have probably asked, Hey, Mr. Uh, you know, Mrs. Bennett, you know, do you plan on using any beef tongue shut up hoodoo spells? In your practice. Yeah, that's not a question I would think would be. You know, you know what, Mark? And one thing that we do at the estate, we always say we don't have all the answers, but we know what questions to ask and which advisors you should be asking those questions. I can promise you that would be never a list that we or a question that we would consider recommending someone ask. Right. Um, you know, so and I'm trying to figure out. See, and and things really started getting weird when the FBI, you know, went to her, her home. Um, because you know that's where they they saw you know the the I'm trying to think where they saw the beef tongue shut up hoodoo spell. Mm. Um, FBI agents found two freezers containing sealed mason jars filled with SEC attorneys identifying information. That she had apparently, you know, the like the voodoo doll, you know, she she had put oh, the, she had put the hex spell on him, you know. So so those so you know so things that we're scared about at Halloween, right? Yeah, that's not something that I would um, they even think about. That would anyway. Um, we can help avoid those issues. Remember, Mark just said that we're big on coordination of advisors and helping make sure that also the advisors, even if they're not trying to pull something, just are on the same page of what you're trying to accomplish long term. And we're there to help ask those questions that you may not know to answer. It's kind of that thing where clients say you don't know what you don't know. And we're there as an extra person that can get, you know, that's on your side and can get you the best result possible. I know the advisors that we work um and we coordinate with in the Cleveland area that we've worked with a long time and developed, you know, our, our have joint clients. Um, they believe that what we do really helps them do their job even better. And if you want to take advantage of the free consultation, remember, if you come in probably by um, end of November, early December, there's still time to look at urine planning issues. Are there opportunities that you might want to take this year that can save you on future taxes or um help you with cash flow needs and using the opportunities you need to get analysis done by end of November, early December, because you still need time to implement those strategies. Take advantage of the free consultation. We'll take a look at any year end issues. Um, and we can do that by phone or in person. We understand you're busy. Um, we have offices around the greater Cleveland area. Our home offices in Middleburg Heights. We have the most flexibility there. We can do early morning, evening. You can call the estate planning team at 440 239 2090. That's 440-239-2090. Don't forget, go to the website, financialfoodforthought.com, the newsletter. And there is a special on year end. Um, if you come in and then decide to use our services. All right. So we're talking about the Halloween. So are you scared of, uh, nightmares, Gary? 
You have um, nightmares? Do you have nightmares anymore? No, not rarely. Yeah, I still have like I have, like nightmares like I'm trying like I'm back in school, you know, college days and I'm I'm late for my my final. Yeah, I rarely. Oh, well, you know what I do sometimes? They're just weird. So But not apparently you should be afraid of reoccurring nightmares, Carrie. Okay. Um because they're saying now there's studies that say it's an early sign of dementia. That's scary. That is. So okay. I'm glad I don't have them. So frequent nightmares could be caused by REM sleep behavior disorder, a condition that causes patients to physically act out violent dreams. Researchers have found that more than 80% of RBD patients eventually develop a neurological disease, such as Parkinson's or dementia. Hmm. Hmm. So, you know, and of course, if you're getting dementia, Carrie, you're one step away from where? Nursing home. That is really scary. But okay. that's never going to happen. How many people um, say that? Right. You know, and so if you're scared about anything or what we're scared about is the cost of nursing homes. All right. Um, Even the cost of assisted living now. I mean, we're not. I mean, yeah. talk about nursing homes, but that step in between when people need assisted living, that's a hefty price, too. Right. So, you know, I'm not afraid of, you know, walking dead zombies. I'm afraid of being in a zombie state in a nursing home. Yeah. You, know, you know what it costs right now? Um, so they're saying, you Quite know, a bit. Genworth Financial, you know, just came out with their, you know, new study. Um, and they're saying it's about $100,000 a year and the cost is still rising. Okay. All right. Um, now, that would be for a full-fledged nursing home. You know, assisted right. living is going to be less than that. Um, and, you know, the one thing you got to know about this is, you know, a lot of people, Carrie, say it ain't happening to me. Right. You'll, but ne- it- you'll never find me in a nursing home. But at the same point, because I've been through it with grandmothers or, or family members, is when you go, it's not your decision. And at that point, right. there's sometimes there's no other option, whether it's Alzheimer's or other dementia issues, because home health care, you know, in some agencies, depending on, you know, $20 a day or more, 24, when somebody who has these memory issues can't be left alone 24 seven, that adds up $20 an hour, 24 hours a day. You know, that's not an option either. And sometimes you need the level of care. You need doctors or nurses and other things checking in on your person. It's Absolutely. not just. Yeah, and I mean, physically, it, sometimes we've seen clients where we've, cause we've been around for over 30 years. We've had clients where we've seen through the retirement phase and then, you know, we've seen the passing of the first spouse and then the passing of them and, the, um, and their kids. But in those phases where we've seen, you know, the caregiver taking care of that spouse, it takes a toll on their health physically, emotionally, and we've seen their health decline. So it's tough. Here, you're depressing me. Yeah, well, he said you wanted scary stuff, right? Um, yeah, just remember, nobody checks themselves in a nursing home. But let's just look at the numbers, Carrie. Okay. The numbers are scary, right? So, you know, we all heard the statistic, 10,000 baby boomers, you know, a day, right? So the oldest ones now are turning 73. Okay. All right, 10,000 a day, right? Um, in 15 years, they'll be turning 88, right? Which is the typical time you're going to need this type of care, mm-hmm. right? So let's do the math. Um, stats tell us today that 70% of adults will need some type of care. That's terrible. Okay. That is scary. And that number continues to go up. Probably, you know, and probably, and not probably, 
uh, the, the, the idea is that since we're living longer, Whether there's a quality, greater right. chance of you ending up in that some type of care facility. And some people are living longer, not necessarily quality, but... Okay. Um, now, so let's do the math. So now, of course, some baby boomers will die before then. All right. So, you know, let's say, you know, there's 8,000 a, a day turning 88. Okay. Okay. Let's say 2,000 times. Okay, 70%, so that's 70% of that. So 5,600 a day are going to be checking into a nursing home. That's 5,600 baby boomers a day checking in a facility. That's why all those new facilities... Have you seen all that's, around Cleveland? Well, well do the math, Gary. Over a year, that's over $2 million a year. Right, but do you see how many new long-term year different Gary, they're not, they're not enough to build $2 million a year. Right. And you know how long that... And that's 19 years running of $2 million mm-hmm. a year checking in. Who's going to take care of us? Are there enough facilities built to house us? Oh, no, not... No, no. And, and who's, I, but I'm saying, regardless of the facilities, Mark, you're not going to have the staff of people that right. want to do gonna, that's that what job. I'm saying. Who's going to staff it? And some of it, I mean, the nurses make, but the the patient care or the SDNAs don't make great money. So, right I don't now, know. well, a lot of people think that the robots are going to save us. Oh yeah, because dementia people, yeah, need a robot. I think but, they might but, help. But the problem, but you yeah, still no. need a personal touch. No, here's the story. The robot makers can't do it. They're saying because that type of care is so specialized, they can't come up with a robot that can do it. Well, I would think something's automated, whether it's food or something, so, might help. But yeah, everybody's different. You think about Alzheimer's patients on what their triggers are, what makes them scared. Do they, you know, are they... Right. Well, the theory goes then because the robots are going to replace all our other jobs. So we're all, our only option for people is to go into healthcare. Yes. Is that scary? If you don't want to go into that field, it, I don't. But absolutely, you're not scared. Are you scared of witches, Gary? See, I just don't. I just don't know. I just don't mess with it. Um. <laughs> you mean the witches that put a hex on the politicians? Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm talking about the Capitol <laughs> Hill Coven. Right? That's so mean. Uh, I mean, like, even if I don't like someone, I would never like put a curse or a hex or. Or like, I don't know, I just don't believe, I believe in karma too much that you don't wish, like you might wish people get the consequences they deserve, but to go on way and put these hexes. Right, that, that's that New York, well, that's that Brooklyn people. book, that Brooklyn yeah. witchcraft store, right? They, they, I think it was just a joke they were going to start, they are going to put a hex on Ka- Kavanaugh. But then they invite, yeah. But, but then, then, then it got so much crowded that it got to be a huge event. Right, and they invited tons of people to come out. And yeah, and, and, and Kavanaugh wasn't the only voodoo doll there. They no, had one they, for Trump, they had one for McConnell. You know, they had them all. Okay. Um, but, you know, so, yeah, I mean, and people, I mean, they actually got people come in thinking that... I bet that, that bookstore the, made some money. The, 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 you know, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was a marketing ploy. It was called the Witch Shop, right? That's the name of the store. Yeah, maybe um, it was a marketing Yeah, Bro- Brooklyn, New York hosted Hex on Brett Kavanaugh night. <laughs> Um, unbelievable, right? I think um, our world's a little crazy right but, now. But I mean, we've then we've got the you know, well, then we've got the you know the Arizona Senate race, you know that, and that you know the Democrat at that Christian uh, Kristen Cinema, uh, right? She's running against. She's a Democrat running against right. uh, Martha McSally. They're thinking they're they're uh, uh, what uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, accusing her of being a witch. Did you hear this? I think I saw a headline. I did not read it, Mark. Yeah, so you know, so Kristen Cinema, who's running for Arizona Senate seat, 
on the Democratic Party. Um, some people, you know, she's asked to come out and say, hey, I'm not a witch. I mean, <laughs> I'm, this is not a joke. This is, you know. You know Usually, I remember like witch was like a play. Maybe, maybe they don't mean it literal. Maybe they mean her personality. Like you used to call someone a witch because. Well, I mean, yeah, well, like, I mean, we could talk about you know, the wicked witch of the West, Nancy Pelosi. I'm not right. talking about that. I mean, there's there's actually she's been known to hang out with witches. Okay, so birds of a feather is that they're just um, automatically making an assumption she's one? So it was during the height of the Iraq war when Cinema, then a far left protest organizer, summoned supernatural help to stop the Iraq war. Hmm. Uh, emails obtained by the Washington Examiner show her inviting a prominent coven of feminist witches in Arizona called Pagan Cluster to celebrate International Women's Day and to protest the war in March of 2003. Hmm. Um, Code pink protesters wore pink, obviously enough, and the woman in black wore black. But cinema encouraged the witches to wear colorful clothing and come ready to dance, twirl, and stay in touch with your inner creativity and with the earth. Okay. She's running for U.S. Senate in okay. Arizona. Okay. Um I don't know. What are you scared of, Carrie? Um, Politicians. That was my number one. Um, alien abductions? You scared of alien no. abductions? Uh, speaking of robots, you scared of robots? Yes. Those bother me. Um, what are you scared about robots, <laughs> Carrie? It's, it's tech. I mean, you're de- so we're so dependent on technology now. I just can't imagine the day where our whole life is technology run. I think there's just so many things being lost by technology. Um, I'm trying to find my robot. Here, give me a minute here. Okay. Where's my robot? I was going to read something. Yeah, I'm scared to death of robots. Right. Um, I agree. You know, um. And artificial intelligence, I think, can get us into trouble. So I want to read you. Do you remember the movie War with Matthew Broderick? The War Games? Yeah. Yeah, War Games, right? You're talking about? Yeah, I remember that was a. Artificial intelligence. Right. Um, okay. Um, so, okay. So, if you want to get scared about robots, and I'm not talking about, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the movie robots, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got in my hands a book called The Rise of the Robots, Technology and the Threat of a Jobless Future. It's by Martin Ford. It's a great we- read, Carrie. It won the Business Book of the Year in 2015, all right? Rise of the Robots by Martin Ford. And I'm reading from, you know, page 59. And let's see what he says here. So he says, as the technological frontier advances, many jobs that we would today consider non-routine and therefore protected from automation will eventually be pulled into the routine and predictable category. The hollowed-out middle. Now, what is he talking about, the hollowed-out middle? You know what he's talking about there, Carrie? Okay. So, basically, what he's talking about, the hollowed-out middle. You know, I'm always talking about the shrinking of the middle class, right? The hollowed-out middle is the the idea that after a major recession, like the one we have in 2008, it's typical that not all the jobs come back. In other words, the loss of jobs, when when the jobs eventually come back, and we had a jobless recovery, we all know that now, right? But the idea is that less qualified jobs come back mm-hmm. all right so of the jobs coming back many more of them are considered low class jobs 
And the jobs, the high-class jobs that survive a Great Recession, you have to be so technically advanced to be able to keep up, right? So once again, the middle-class jobs don't come back after a major recession. That's the ho- That's what he means by the hollowed-out middle, right? So the hollowed-out middle of the already polarized job market is likely to expand as robots and self-service technologies eat away at low-wage jobs, while increasingly intelligent algorithms threaten higher-skill occupations. Indeed, a 2013 study by Carl Benedict Frey and Michael A. Osborne at the University of Oxford concluded that occupations amounting to nearly half of U.S. total employment may be vulnerable to automation within roughly the next two decades. Hmm. Now, to me, that's scary. That is. All right. Um, and, you know, so apparently now they're saying that all those misplaced jobs were all going to be working in nursing homes, taking oh, care of the baby. But, you know, and what do they mean? And, and, and AI, right? So right. did you see this? That the, They've now sold uh, the first um, robotic AI uh, painting? No. No, because they're teaching the robots right, to, to do things. Yeah, to paint. Like, could they paint? Right. Because you need intelligence to paint. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah. So, th- they thought they would sell it for like seven to ten grand. Right. It sold for a little bit more than that. There's a portrait. It sold okay. for 432000 I would think they could program a robot to print just based on... A formula. Well, yeah. Well, it was made using ink, canvas, and artificial intelligence. And right. An, and an, an algorithm... Um, and it, it's just signed with a math equation. Right. But um, so the, 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 the people that made it said, yeah, we gave the algorithm $15,000 portraits. Okay. And then the algorithm understands what the rules of the portraits are and creates another one trying to prove that AI can be creative. Hmm. And it doesn't look bad. Huh, now, I'm not, not going to pay 432000 for it. But, you I know. would never pay 432000 in my life, even if I won the uh, Mega Lotto. So oh, you know what? I was going to say, and regardless of that, there's things that you can control and not. What we do at the estate planning team is help people control what you can, use the opportunities, understand and get clarity on the steps you need to take, whether things are great or things are bad one thing that we say we um, plan for the worst hope for the best and we can run these parallel plans you don't just have one plan a lot of times we have clients that have multiple plans so they know hey do i need to adjust or even if the worst thing happens am i going to be okay and using the opportunities and you can take advantage of a free consultation um, at 440-239-2090 that's 440-239-2090 or visit financial foodforthought.com and on the website remember I have a, a year end special for people who come to the website and send me an email through that you know another thing I was going to say I don't know if you're going to say because I did visit my son at college um, last weekend is college campuses and things going on at these schools now scare me and that what we're telling these kids you know the cry closets the safe zones there's classes now actually at colleges of toxic masculinity um, yeah. the, the comfort animals, the percentage of kids that are now considered disabled and um, with the Kavanaugh hearings or when Trump got elected, how many teachers allowed students not to show up for class because they were stressed out. So the more I hear and I know it's not just going on in my sons, but other schools, it's kind of getting scary. Um, and my son actually last week in one of his classes sent me an article, which is teacher disagreed that. Um, some psychologists did a study saying by us coddling college students now. And now they have like for finals week, 
a lot of schools, even around here, have blowing bubbles, coloring, therapy dogs, which I love pets, but um, that you're creating more anxiety and stress because you're not teaching kids coping skills. What are they going to do when they get a real job and a boss gives them a deadline? What are they going to do when they have a set schedule or life throws things at them? So it's just been interesting. So to me, that's probably next to politicians is another scary thing that's coming up. All right. So we're doing our what scares you on Halloween. Mm -hmm. Um, Vampires? Scared of vampires? No. Um, No, I'm not really scared of vampires. You know what does scare me, though? What? The the opiate crisis. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a big political Oh, yeah. And Ohio is terrible. Well, we have issue one going in the ballot. You know, make your vote count. Um, but, you know, do you know how many people died from overdoses last year, according to the Centers of Disease and Control? 70,000. Okay. Not, a, I would, that's actually lower than I would really? think. Really? I would think more based on the... You know, that's more than the total of the Vietnam deaths over 15 years. Really? So when you, when you look at it that way... Right. But I'm just thinking of compared to, I don't know, I guess I would think it'd be... Much but higher. what's the cost of those deaths to the American taxpayer here? Or the U.S.? I don't know. Um, in 2017, opioid addiction cost $115 billion, according to an analysis issued earlier this year by Alterum, a healthcare research nonprofit. What's that? The Narcan cost? The medical? Um, the losses represent um, only the direct cost of the epidemic, said Corey Ryan, senior analyst means treating overdoses in the emergency room, long-term treatment for drug addiction, caring for children whose parents' substance abuse had made them unable to work, continuing the value of wages lost, or in many cases, death. Okay, Since 2001, the opioid crisis direct costs have topped $1 trillion. Wow. Um, you know, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and... and you know, what is the solution there? Well, that's what a lot of, um, you know, and how does that affect you? Well, I'm not sure that doesn't affect you or someone in your family. It's a big crisis. Right. Um, and, For and the it, communities, it, and, period. And, and as you as a taxpayer. And they talk um, about crime rates going. I mean, there's a direct between violent crimes and because of this and robberies. And I mean, it affects every. There's not a community in Ohio that hasn't been impacted by it. Um, so, you know, those are some of the things that scare me. Um, Carrie, do you have any others you've got? No, that college one was, yeah, was up there on my, as I'm sitting here thinking of things that truly scare me. Um, but, you know, and, and, you know, for people, whether it's the long-term care, am I going to run out of money faced with these complicated issues of timing of retirement, or maybe I'm scared because I don't want to go to work anymore, but I don't know when I can afford to retire and what that means for future spending, or can I afford to do that encore career that you said earlier? Those are the things that the estate planning team puts together for you. And remember, we offer that free consultation. Um, there's no pressure. We only recommend our services if you're someone who can benefit through our planning process. 
process and the free consultation we can do again by phone or in person is about your your numbers your situation um how can we help or what value we can bring and we have both our plans are customized like our fees we have hourly options and retainer options that cover everything and some people want just a little bit of help with the hourly options and you can take advantage of a free consultation remember if you want to look at those year-end issues make sure you get call us and get on the calendar by the early december if you want time to implement anything before year end but we are scheduling free consultations between now and the end of the year you can call the office leave a message we can get back to you on monday morning at 440-239-2090 that's 440-239-2090 or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com that's financialfoodforthought.com all right excuse me um what else is going on? So we had a, you know, what is, is the economy scaring you? You know, we had a good third quarter GDP report, right? Mm-hmm. It came in at three and a half percent. The second quarter was four point two, but yet I don't, I don't know. It seemed like I don't know if that, you know, people believe. I don't know. It, it, it's it beat consensus. So you know, what's the problem? You know, we, we we've got low unemployment, we've got good GDP growth, but there's a lot of people still very concerned. You know, that, uh, this economy, whether it's going to be a major U.S. stock market correction or crash or bear market or a U.S. recession, um, you know, President Trump keeps going after the Fed, you know, and everyone keeps saying, don't fight the Fed. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I, I heard on Bloomberg, um, on, uh, Friday, you know, the, the, the Dallas Fed, you know, Robert Kaplan saying, you know, we're not changing our, we're not changing our path right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so we are going to stick to our guns. We're not, you know, we're not political. We don't take, polit- you know, we don't get scared politically. Um, and we're going to continue raising interest rates. We do think, you know, they still think that the economy, the GDP growth will start slowing, you know, in, go, you know, slowing from here on end, you know, going into 2019, um, and then going into 2020. But they think they can get this soft landing, meaning that they can unwind the quantitative easing, rise the interest rates to the neutral rate and not, you know, overheat the economy and throw us into negative GDP, which then leads to a recession. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so we have a few minutes left here, Carrie. So, okay. Um, and I've got a uh, some rock and roll. I thought I'd play some millennial rock and roll. You were mentioning about the colleges, so I'll play yeah. some college music. You've heard the song before, Carrie. You know who it is? No, but I. Uh, it sounds from very familiar. They were just in town. Twenty One Pilots. There you go. Yeah, you knew that. I thought you'd never get this. Yeah. Okay, so my youngest, of course, uh-huh. came in from college. My miracle millennial, right? Okay. Yeah, you know why I call it the miracle millennial? No. Well, because when my lovely wife announced that she was pregnant with her fifth oh, okay. child at age forty-two, I just said, "Like, how did that happen?" <laughs> she just said it must be a miracle. Oh, there. Aw. Um, so my, you know, so she wasn't down. So she attended the show. I'm just glad she found her way back to the uh, OU campus, you know, after the show and didn't follow the band. Okay. That's we, good. We used to call those groupies. Right. You yeah, you don't want your daughter to be a groupie. Uh, I think I, she classifies. I think <laughs> I think she could just be classified as a 21 pilot. You know, they're originally from Ohio State, you know, Columbus. Okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah. 
It's just two guys. Oh, really? Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about Halloween and screaming. Um, he's not screaming right now. The, the no. Tyler is the, the singer and the other guy is the drummer. Um, but you'll hear him scream at the end if we play oh, this really? long enough. Yeah. A good Halloween scream. Right? Oh, okay. Right now he's just playing the piano. He's a piano player. You know? I know. I like their music. I think it was a sold out show. Oh, wow. Oh. So what else scares us? Well, running out of money. I think there's more baby boomers today, Carrie, that are actually more scared, or I maybe say less scared of dying than living too long and running out of money. Absolutely. I think, and you know what, that's universal because we help people with planning. Our planning can benefit really people of different sizes. And that's a worry whether somebody has a smaller estate and someone has a very large estate, I think, because the spending level is different. I mean, we have people making a lot of money and spending a lot of money thinking, when I stop working, if I spend at that level, it's not going to last long. Yeah. So it's con- it's a universal worry. And, you know, we, you know, we've talked about, you know, that there's, you know, the baby boomers don't have enough money saved for a retirement that's going to put them past age 90, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, you know, for a lot of them. Right. right. And, and so, but that's where uh, having a good detailed financial plan will help alleviate that concern. If that's your concern. Mm-hmm. Now that might not always be good news. Right. Okay. So here, curious. See if we can get a screaming. Get him here. screaming. Yeah. What's he screaming about? I haven't heard that part in that song. Oh, goodness! Yeah, turn it off. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> this is yeah. What this, did he scream? I, I have no idea. Okay. I, it's, I think it's. I think it's Don't. what I screamed when my daughter said she was going to skip classes <laughs> for three days to attend the show. <laughs> yeah. No, they're good. They're they're uh-huh. rocking. Good for them. Two guys yeah. from Columbus making it big. Yeah, to sell out a stadium, that is awesome. Um, so we'll continue talking, you know, about what makes you scream. You know, including what is going to keep you from screaming and what's going to give you the peace of mind that you won't run out of money in retirement or you're wondering how much you could spend in your golden years of retirement and still have enough if you're unlucky enough to live mm-hmm. past age 90. All right. If you want to come in for a free consultation, call 440-239-2090 or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM1420 The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.